I think it's both a pandemic budget and a lockdown budget. Uh, a lot of people say that uh, the fiscal deficit will be probably be more than double. Hello and welcome to the budget special of Business Standard, Beyond Headlines. Starting this week, every Monday, we bring to you the major happenings around the upcoming budget 2021. Not just the news, but an expert analysis by our consulting editor, Mr. Ashok Kumar Bhattacharya. Stay tuned. Uh, thank you for joining uh, AKB on our budget special show. We are just about a month and a half away from what is going to be one of the most historic budgets of our country. And the economy is facing revenue stress because of the pandemic and the lockdown. Do you think, see this budget more as a pandemic budget or a lockdown budget? Uh, I think it's both a pandemic budget and a lockdown budget. Uh, from an economic perspective, uh, the Im adverse impact of the lockdown that was imposed for almost about three months uh, will uh, have an impact on the budget calculations uh, and the numbers uh, that uh, we will see uh, on February 1. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the pandemic impact uh, cannot uh, be uh, underestimated. So it will be both a pandemic budget as well as a lockdown budget. So just a few days ago, the finance minister has said that I'm not going to allow the fiscal deficit numbers to worry me. She said there is a need and a clear need to spend the money. So this is very indicative of what the government is thinking. So I want to understand from you, what are the implications and the consequences of a rising fiscal deficit, especially in these circumstances? Well, you know, as we know that uh, fiscal deficit is broadly an indication uh, of the kind of gross borrowing that the government uh, makes uh, to meet its expenditure. In a sense that uh, if the government has an expenditure of 100 uh, rupees, uh, and uh, if its own revenues are only about 80 rupees or 90 rupees, uh, it has to meet the remaining 20 rupees or 10 rupees, as the case may be, by way of borrowing. Now, that borrowing is loosely or roughly called the fiscal deficit. Uh, in this case, what the finance minister is probably referring to uh, is uh, the current year situation. Uh, as we all know, in the current year, uh, the fiscal deficit, uh, when the budget for the current year was presented on February 1, uh, 2020, was supposed to be uh, around 3.5% of India's gross domestic product. Uh, a lot of people say that uh, the fiscal deficit will be probably be more than double of what uh, was uh, projected at the start of the year. Why more than double? Uh, simple calculation, the original budget had projected a borrowing uh, of around 8 lakh crore or 8 trillion rupees. Uh, the government has already uh, armed itself uh, with uh, extra borrowing of around rupees 4.2 trillion, which means it is almost 12.2 trillion of borrowing that the government will make in the current year against an estimate of just 8 trillion rupees originally. So, so there will be an excess fiscal deficit almost, you know, 
so what it will be finally is a, is a function of how good the government's revenues are at the end of the year. Uh, so what uh, the finance minister is probably hinting at is that the current year's fiscal deficit will not be an area of concern for her. She will go ahead and borrow more and spend more if it is necessary. Uh, and uh, revenue shortfalls will not constrain her from spending whatever is needed. Uh, so that's the statement uh, uh, she made uh, last week. The now this has an, yeah. Yeah, this has an impact on for next year's uh, numbers. Uh, because uh, if you have already uh, had uh, a, a fiscal deficit of 7 to 8% of GDP in the current year, uh, next year, uh, probably the revenues will be better because the Indian economy is, uh, will be growing at a faster rate. Uh, a lot of people expect that the Indian economy will grow in the real terms by around 12%. Uh, so if the growth comes back to the Indian economy, probably the revenues will also be better. And therefore, the fiscal deficit may, may come down a bit. Uh, so, so her statement has to be seen in the context of what is happening in the current year rather than what may happen next year. Sir, even as we, you say that you know, the revenue situation should improve next year, Recently, the uh, Vivaad Se Vishwas scheme has drawn so much heat and uh, the finance secretary and the CVDT chairman have pulled up tax officers for the dismal declarations uh, in the, the Vivaad Se Vishwas scheme, which was announced with so much, uh, you know, uh, there was such a lot of uh, uh, buzz around it in the last budget uh, when this scheme was announced. How well, you know, uh, you are... You are right, uh, because the Vivase Vishwa scheme was uh, framed in the context uh, of, uh, uh, of substantial uh, revenues uh, that uh, remain locked up in disputes uh, with uh, taxpayers. You know, almost about close to 9 trillion rupees uh, tax dues are, are blocked in disputes, in a sense that the government believes that it can generate that much revenue, but that revenue is not coming. And this is all tax revenue. It is not non-tax revenue. So if the government uh, wants to, uh, then uh, it can use that disputed tax amounts uh, to meet some of its revenue shortfalls. So the idea was uh, how it can uh, resolve those disputes in an expeditious manner by which it can uh, uh, release those revenues from the disputes and boost its revenues in the current year at a time when the revenues are not doing well as we all know uh, there is a there is a substantial revenue shortfall this year uh, so but uh, the problem is that if the vivase vishwa scheme has not done too well uh, then uh, it's it's uh, it, it means that the people who have gone in for dispute, the taxpayers who have gone in for dispute, believe that uh, those tax claims that were raised against them uh, were not uh, tenable in a sense that they can dispute it and they feel that they are not uh, supposed to pay that. Now, not to have reached that target should not be a cause for concern. On the contrary, why they are not going in for disputes uh, should 
actually drives the government to rethink and uh, review the manner in which those tax claims were made. So instead of uh, chasing taxpayers who may have gone in for disputes, it will probably be a good idea to understand why those disputes in the first place arose yes. and how those disputes can be resolved without unleashing uh, another uh, reign of tax terrorism. Absolutely, sir. One of the things uh, in the last budget was all this, uh, the off-budget financing that uh, uh, Ms. Sitaraman had announced, which was a great step towards building transparency uh, in the whole budget. How do you think budget should be made more transparent? And uh, is this an opportunity in crisis for India right now when the budget is around the corner? There is, uh, uh, there is probably an opportunity to make our accounting more transparent. I, I couldn't agree with you more there. Uh, I think uh, there, is, uh, there is a tendency in our budgeting system where we uh, don't uh, reveal uh, everything in the budget in a sense that uh, uh, take the case of uh, the fiscal deficit. Uh, the fiscal deficit number uh, that you see, uh, which is the headline number, let's say last year, uh, it was around 4.6% of GDP. But if you take into account some of the borrowings the government uh, asked some of its public sector enterprises to borrow on its behalf and, and pay its bills, uh, if you add them, particularly the bills uh, that it has to pay up someday uh, to the Food Corporation of India uh, or many of the, the state-owned electricity companies, uh, so uh, what happens is that if those uh, dues are, uh, are reflected in the accounts transparently, then your fiscal deficit will probably uh, be, be larger than what it is being stated, that is 4.6% of GDP for last year. Now, there are two stages uh, in which this transparency can be achieved. In my view, the first stage has been achieved. The first stage is to come clean on what is uh, been uh, sought to be raised uh, through this public sector borrowing method, in a sense that asking public sector companies to borrow on your behalf and not reflect it in your government numbers. Yes. Last year's budget, we saw that the finance minister uh, revealed in the budget speech as well as in the, in the, in the expenditure budget uh, that uh, what are the, the various uh, sources like small savings deposits or whether uh, she sought recourse to the Food Corporation of India to, to, to uh, help her meet the food subsidy bills. So now if, if those uh, transparent moves are continued, it will be a good move, good step. Uh, and the next stage of the transparency would be where you actually reflect the, the, uh, the impact of these borrowings into your fiscal deficit number. In other words, you don't say my fiscal deficit is, was 4.6% of GDP last year. Actually, it may have been around 5% or 5.5% of GDP. That is the next stage of transparency. And I, I, and I sincerely hope that we reach uh, that stage in the coming budget where 
transparency is ensured not just in revealing in the budget documents the sources from which we have borrowed, but also including the impact of those additional borrowings through public sector units in the headline fiscal deficit number. So you've covered so many budgets and you've analyzed and dissected so many budgets. In your recollection, was there ever a more difficult budget that India has faced than this uh, pandemic or the lockdown budget, whatever we are calling it? I think uh, it's an it's a, uh, important and very interesting question that you ask. Uh, I, I, I believe that the uh, 1991 budget uh, was probably a more difficult uh, budget. Uh, and uh, 1991 was uh, a budget uh, framed uh, in, the, in, the, in the context of, of an unprecedented uh, external uh, accounts problem uh, and uh, a fiscal indiscipline uh, that you saw uh, in, the, in the domestic government finances. Uh, so it is a combination uh, of uh, uh, external account problems where the balance of payments were, had become unsustainable with foreign exchange reserves uh, dropping to, uh, um, uh, to a level which was only enough to meet only about a week's imports. Uh, the, the inflation was in double digits. Uh, the government's uh, borrowings had uh, reached uh, an unsustainably high level. So it was a, a combination of economic challenges, both at home and abroad. Uh, the 2021 budget, which uh, as you can see, it is exactly 30 years yeah. uh, later, uh, uh, this budget is, uh, is, 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 is a difficult time, but it is largely on account uh, of, of your domestic economic issues. Fortunately, the external side uh, of the economy which is the balance of payment side, is actually uh, quite, quite healthy. Uh, this year, the challenges are uh, within the domestic government finances, growth stimulus, the growth not taking place, uh, uh, government finances in, in poor shape. Whereas in 1991, it was a combination of both these factors. Your domestic finances were not in shape. Inflation was in double digits. External account was uh, delicate, uh, balance of payments was bad. So, so it was a combination of factors that made the 1991 budget challenge uh, far more formidable than uh, the, the budget challenge that you are going to see in 2021. On that note, we will end today's discussion. Stay tuned next week, Monday, for another episode of Budget Beyond Headlines. If you like this video, share it and subscribe to Business Standard. For more news, views and insights, log on to www.business-standard.com. Do also follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram and LinkedIn.